we beat ourselves up. Oh my goodness, why haven't I done my daily card? I haven't even like touched my tarot deck for a whole week. But you know what? Sometimes it's a good thing because maybe we don't need the cards on that particular day. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi everyone, welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. Today, we're going to dive into the topic of tarot. So when I say tarot or tarot cards, you might get this old school imagery of like gypsies and crystal balls or just, I don't know, something that you might have seen on TV. So, I mean, I personally don't know that much about tarot either. So today, we're all going to learn more together. We're going to explore this topic. And let me tell you, even when I was doing research on our guest for today's interview, I found myself watching a bunch of YouTube video reviews of tarot card decks because I was so curious I wanted to buy my own deck so I was just like looking up which deck to buy so last night I bought a deck and then I was writing notes for today's interview and I looked at the clock after I bought the deck it was 3 33 a.m so that was like a little moment of synchronicity there which I've been having a lot of those lately which is a good sign so I'm super excited to bring on today's guest, Bridget Esselmont. Bridget is the author of the number one Amazon best-selling books, The Ultimate Guide to Tarot Card Meanings, and The Biddy Tarot Planner, and the brand new book and tarot deck, Everyday Tarot. A professional tarot reader for more than 20 years, Bridget founded Biddy Tarot in 1999, where each year, more than 4.5 million people are inspired to live more mindful and enlightened lives using tarot as a guide. Hi, Bridget. Welcome to the Lavender Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to chat and learn more about tarot. I have to tell you, last night when I was researching, I was browsing your blog, listening to your podcast, and you actually inspired me to purchase my first tarot deck. Awesome. <laughs> so I bought one on Amazon like last night at 3 a.m. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Very good. Was yeah. that the everyday tarot deck or was it another one? <laughs> I actually, I, I took your advice to like pick the one that felt right to me and you recommended one called fountain the fountain tarot yes those are so I I think it fits my aesthetic because I really like pastel watercolor airy dreamy type of visuals but the everyday tarot is beautiful as well (laughs) like I I was deciding thanks oh I'm sure you'll love the fountain tarot I have a copy of the deck here and it's it's so beautiful and dreamy it's got really nice energy to it yeah it's so pretty so let's give a little background to our listeners what is tarot yeah so tarot the tarot cards are um, 78 cards and on each card there is a picture and each picture tells a story and then each story has a deeper meaning or a lesson to it and so when we are reading tarot we're looking at the symbols and the pictures and the stories and it's helping us to connect with our intuition and our subconscious mind which then helps us to access the answers that we're looking for when we're asking the tarot a particular question. So tarot isn't necessarily something that makes things happen, whether, you know, good or bad, but it's more so a reflection back to us 
and inside of ourselves and our inner wisdom. So how can we start to use tarot as a tool? What are the ways that you commonly use it? Yeah, so I think like a lot of people know tarot as you know, a fortune telling tool. It's like, oh, tell me, you know, when will I meet my future husband or what's going yeah. to be his name and all this kind of stuff. And look, that's fine. People do use it in that way. But what I've found over the years is that when we use tarot for self-awareness and accessing our inner guidance system and using it to bring more consciousness into our life, that's where it's like the most magical and the most powerful. So I really like to use it almost as if it's your own life coach. Oh, yeah. And it, you know, you know how like life coaches are great at just asking you those questions that help you go a little bit deeper into something or they reflect back something that you already knew about yourself, but you hadn't really brought it into your conscious awareness. So yeah, tarot can be a lot like a life coach. Yeah, it sounds like a tool for self-discovery. It's it's like when you like to be your own therapist, you can just use tarot to figure out your problems. Yeah, right? absolutely. Well, your problems and then how to fix them, of course. <laughs> okay, interesting. I Yeah, because me personally, I haven't experimented that much with tarot, but I would use like journaling, for example, for that same reason. I ask myself a question and then I try to dig deep and answer myself yeah so like even with journaling I think what's lovely about journaling is as you write more and more you start to access your subconscious and your intuition a lot more and then if you ever hit like a bit of a roadblock or you think oh I don't really get this part like why am I having this thought or is that really what's going on then you can use the tarot cards to help you go even deeper because I think sometimes we can go so far into our subconscious mind and then we kind of get a bit blocked or stuck or what have you. And then tarot just helps you go that little bit extra further uh, and uncover even more that might be sitting within you. Yeah. Can I ask you, what makes you trust the tarot so much? You know, some people doubt the origins. Like, I don't know, I guess, why do you trust it? Why do you believe in it? Well, do you know, it's not so much that I trust the tarot, it's that I trust myself Mm. because what the tarot is doing is it's showing aspects of myself. And again, it's reflecting back part of me. So it's not necessarily, well, I think this is one of the big misconceptions with tarot. We think that tarot is the thing that tells us what to do or tells us the answer, but really it's, it's a support tool that is helping us to find that answer that's already inside of ourselves. Mm. It's this huge shift of energy that happens. Like if you're going to the tarot going, right, what should I do or what will happen to me? We're moving our power outside of ourselves onto something like we're projecting it onto something, say the tarot cards. And when you start to project your power out of you, you lose power and you become, you know, you're operating life as if it's happening to you, not because of you. Now, when you start to bring that back in, you go, right, you know, what, like, what do I need to know? What's coming up for me in this situation? Like the tarot cards are just reflecting in to that inner wisdom Mm. again. And that's when you, yeah, you reclaim your power and you realize that you've got the answers, not the tarot cards, but you. So yeah, in that way, that's why I think trusting and believing the tarot is as much about trusting and believing yourself and knowing that you've got the answers you need. see. So can I ask you, how did you discover tarot? What attracted you to it in the first place? Yeah, so I came across tarot in my late teens and I was very interested in all things spiritual. 
and I was about to head off to Germany for a high school exchange and I went to see a tarot reader because I wanted to find out what would happen, right? So this was Mm -hmm. my misconception about tarot. And she said to me, oh, wow, you're going to meet this boy and it's going to be like you fall madly in love and it's going to be so wonderful. And I thought, yeah, yeah, whatever. You probably just tell that to everybody. (laughs) Um, But lo and behold, you know, six months later, I'd fallen madly in love. And so when I came home, I thought, man, this is really interesting. I'm going to learn it and I'm going to have a really cool party trick that I can show my friends. But then as I started learning more about tarot, I realized that there was so much more to this tool than I had originally thought. And I I can't tell you, like you'll discover this once you start really like working with your uh, new tarot deck. This tarot deck is amazing because it's as if it's like 78 pages of the book of life. Like every card represents a really integral part of our lives, whether it's an important lesson that we need to learn, whether it's a part of ourselves that we're expressing or a day-to-day issue that we might be dealing with. It is just amazing at how the tarot deck reflects almost like the full spectrum of our life. It's beautiful. Well, my mind was like thinking as you're explaining this. So you know how you went to a tarot to have your cards read. So you said that tarot is about how you you reflect your own self. So when someone else is doing a reading for you, how do you explain when they know something about your future? Yes. Do you know what I'm yeah, trying to say? Absolutely. Yeah, because when you're reading your own cards, yes, it is you like being your own therapist. But what about someone else reading you? Yes. So I think this is where like the tarot starts to become a little bit more magical Mm -hmm. and mystical, which is really lovely as well. So I believe that we have like, we have our inner consciousness. So, you know, what's going on in our intuition and our subconscious, but we also have this collective consciousness and the collective is kind of like this universal combined energy of all of us. And what I believe is happening when a reader is reading for somebody else is often you're connecting in with this collective consciousness and your intuition is able to interpret a lot of that more subtle energy to bring forth a really clear message that's important for that person. Now, what also happens oftentimes in a tarot reading depends on the style of the reader is sometimes it's more of a conversation. So sometimes a tarot reader might also be reflecting it back to you and asking you Mm -hmm. some probing questions so that you can then get in touch with your intuition and also learn and master that, you know, you're in control of your intuition and you don't necessarily always need to consult somebody else just to tell Mm -hmm. you what to do, if that makes sense. But yeah, I I do think there's, it's kind of like this little magic element where like just uncanny stuff can happen with the tarot cards that it seems to tap into things that you wouldn't, realize that just they're there like I'm just recalling a a reading I did a few years ago for a British expat in Spain and she was an older woman and I drew the knight of wands which is like a really like I don't know lusty charming um hot male Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was like oh do you have like a younger lover or something She's like, oh, how did you know? I'm like, I don't know, it's here in the cards. And she's like, yes, I've been seeing this hot Spanish guy. He's only in his 20s and nobody knows about it. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. (laughs) Um, So for me, that's very much about like tapping into this collective unconscious or consciousness and extracting those intuitive messages that are 
actually available for all of us. That is so interesting. And then it also makes me wonder, why did that specific part of her story show up and not another part? Like, is did it come up because something in the universe wanted you to surprise her with a secret? or Because that's what you usually hear when someone draws a card and it's a secret that nobody else knows. And then that makes that person believe in the tarot. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why that part of the story versus another part? Or yeah. I don't, you know, sometimes it might be about the intention that someone has set as they walk into that tarot reading and that maybe this is something that has been on their mind for a while. And if it is a secret, I'm not very good at keeping secrets. So maybe <laughs> they're like desperate to talk about it, but they don't feel like they can talk about it with oh. a friend and then you've got this beautiful, confidential reading that's going on. And maybe that's the right environment for them to be able to express it. And maybe that's why it comes right. up in the cards because they've set that intention maybe on a subconscious level right. to bring like it up. Like the energy is yeah. somewhere there in the air that makes it show up. Yes. And, and it might have been the thing that they really needed to talk about. And that was their only real yeah. safe place to do so as well. I see. Wow, it's fascinating. So let's go back to your story because you started Biddy Tarot in 1999, which is a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, so tell me about that journey because I know it was first a hobby and you were working in corporate. Can you share that story for us? Yeah, absolutely. So shortly after I got back from Germany and had that experience of like, wow, the tarot has got something interesting about it. And so I started learning tarot. And then at the same time, I thought, great, I'll just start a website. And I learned how to code a website. And then I started adding in Mm. um, all of my uh, notes and lessons and learnings as I was starting to learn the tarot. And of course, at that point, yeah, it was just a hobby and I didn't really expect anyone to read it. But then fast forward, you know, 10 years or so, I had started reading the book by Tim Ferriss. So the four hour work week. And I thought, oh, this sounds Mm. interesting. And I started to experiment and see, well, what's possible? I've got this online asset, I suppose, with all of this information and content. I wonder if I could turn it into an ebook. And Mm. so I did do that. And then that started selling reasonably well. And I thought, okay, maybe I'll try some other things. And then by 2012, I had uh, built up enough income through the business that I could finally leave my corporate job. So I wanted to make sure I was getting the same amount of income in the business as I was in my corporate job. And at that point I was like, right, this is it. I can, I can leave and go and pursue Biddy Tarot full time. And ever since then, I mean, now like far out, we get over, well, close to 5 million visitors every year to the Biddy Tarot website. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a team of 15 and we've taught over, you know, two, 3000 students in our programs. Like it, like the, it, it just blows my mind every time I think about it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. And when you look back, do you ever feel like you wish you left your job earlier or do you feel like everything happened in its perfect timing? Uh, Yeah, I really trust in the timing. I was very much led by my intuition as I went through this. Um, There were a couple of years like where I was working in corporate and just feeling really disillusioned and like, oh, this is not for me. But I'll be honest, like I went through a few, well, a phase where in my work, because they were doing a lot of restructures, 
nobody had enough work to do. So we're kind of all like just waiting around. And I thought, great, this is a really good time to start yeah. writing my ebook yeah. for my business. <laughs> Perfect. So I'd hide, like I'd book out a meeting room and start writing. So I actually think that even though I felt disengaged and a bit disillusioned, I was still able to strategically use that time to start growing, you know, the business and and keep myself engaged in that way. So yeah, I think everything's, (laughs) you know, perfect timing, whatever the outcome. Yeah. Yeah, But absolutely very happy that I made the leap and and went ahead Mm -hmm. and pursued this full time. Yeah. I think what you did was smart. And I guess I want to point it out to my listeners, because I know a lot of people are working jobs they don't necessarily love and they want to maybe start a blog or a business or something. But I think your story, like you started it in 1999 and you quit your job in 2012. So you were very patiently doing both. I like that you didn't like take the leap too soon. It seems like you did it at the right pace. Yeah, because I I mean, I've worked with clients who go, right, that's it. I'm quitting my co- my day job and I'm starting my business. Exactly. <laughs> and I think, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and look, each to their own. And if you feel really cold, that that's the right thing, like trust it. However, I know for me, I needed to have a guarantee that that I would have enough income to make that leap and not, I guess the main thing is to not ever feel pressure around finances. Because I think if you're trying to run a business where you're desperate to make cash because you need that cash Mm -hmm. to live, I just think the actions that you can start taking may not be in the best interest of your business or the people that you serve. So if you're if you have some financial stability or yes. certainty while you're growing your business, I think that's probably well, it's a more conservative way to go. No, I think it's totally it's great because I think there's been a misconception. I don't know, during our generation, the a lot of millennials want to be entrepreneurs and a lot of them want to take the leap, but like there's something that Elizabeth Gilbert says in Big Magic, like as a creative, you don't want to depend on your creativity to make you money. Like you always want it to be just come from a more pure source so you have to support yourself and your creativity at the same time does that make sense yeah I think that's really smart because I think when I mean I've experienced this in my own business too like when you start to take creativity and turn it into a process and a production line and so on it gets really tough Mm -hmm. so you do you do want to make sure you've got that financial stability and that might be coming through a different source so then you have that spaciousness and freedom to really explore your creativity I think it's a really good point and I mean now you've built your business into a seven-figure business which is amazing I want to ask how do you remain both spiritual and business savvy at the same time do you ever feel like there's a tug and pull there Mm, it's a good question. I, I feel like I've been put on this earth to do both. So I feel very comfortable mm-hmm. in both the spiritual and the business space. I know for some people, like say if you're more spiritually oriented, like business might feel uncomfortable or like difficult or hard and vice versa. Sometimes if you're very business focused, it's harder to be spiritual. For me, I do feel a balance. Mm-hmm. And I think also what's really neat, like in our business, we can pull out the tarot cards at any time, right? So we might be planning yeah. a launch and we'll use the tarot cards to help us work out our goals, like what's in most alignment with our higher selves and and the business. We might use our tarot cards to figure out if we should go ahead with a project or not. Mm. Or like when we're hiring, we're using the cards and so on. <laughs> and of course, we're using intuition as we strategize and plan and so on. So I think I've found a place where I've been able- You have a help. 
Yeah. And and I've been able to blend the two together like really neatly. So it doesn't feel like I'm doing one or the other, if that makes sense. They're happening at the same time. Yeah. That's amazing. It's time for a break with our sponsor, Ritual. Ritual is reimagining what vitamins should be clean, transparent, and well-researched. What they've created is their innovative Essential for Women, two daily capsules made with the nine essential nutrients that most women lack. From D3 to Omega-3, Ritual Essential for Women fills the gaps in a woman's diet. For obsessive label readers, all of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and all of their sources are 100% transparent and traceable for the whole world to see. I've been taking the Essential for Women daily, and I like that all nine nutrients, both dry and oil ingredients, are combined into one clear capsule so you don't have to take multiple pills of separate vitamins. I also love that it's completely vegan. Its omega-3 source is from microalgae and not fish oil, which is what's commonly recommended. So if you're looking to step up your health and vitamin game, try adding Ritual to your daily routine. Visit ritual.com slash lavendaire to start your ritual today. Again, that's ritual com slash lavender. I also wanted to ask, and it might relate to this, but why do you think Biddy Tarot became so successful? What what was it that you did? Oh, it's a really good question. <laughs> Sometimes I... <laughs> is it the tarot? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know, I think I think it's a multitude of factors. So one, I am very strategic and I am mm-hmm. business oriented. So I, I have seen, you know, sometimes like you might be really passionate about a topic. But I think you really need to have the business skills to match in with that so that you can create a successful business Yeah. because the passion alone won't necessarily make it a successful business. I think you do need to have business skills to make it a successful business. Uh, the other thing that I think is really important is just, again, leveraging intuition and business and being really, really authentic in mm. everything that we do and really trusting like for me I've really trusted my intuition I've really felt into the energy of things if something doesn't feel good but it looks like it makes sense on paper I won't necessarily do it mm. because yeah. I'm only here to do the stuff that I'm really called to do and the things that I know that will have a really big impact as well that's amazing I try to live by that, like let your intuition guide. It's not as easy because, I mean, if you're a people pleaser, you tend to want to say yes to too many things and you have so much on your plate. But do you feel like you're very good at balancing that and saying no to people? I'm learning how to do that, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think certainly over the last few years, I've gotten a lot better at it. And I think the key for me has been building up a team. So as I said earlier, like we've got 15 people on the team now. And it means that I don't have to get like really bogged down in operational stuff. I can stay up Mm -hmm. in that creative strategic place and I can continue to see the bigger picture. So that's helped me to be able to move forward the business, but not get overwhelmed by it as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, And yeah, I do think staying really focused on what it is that you're here to do is really important. So you know, like we're entrepreneurs, we have many ideas and you have that choice about, well, should I make a hundred different products like meditations or, you know, books or whatever it might be, or do I just stay focused on the core of what this business is about? So I think for me, I found that just staying really focused has helped us, even though that sort of creative spirit has wanted to go and create like more things. I know it's better for everybody Mm -hmm. if we just stay focused on on what 
like our core aspect is of the business. Right. Uh, so I see that's the business side of you pulling your creative <laughs> side in like, okay, don't get too crazy now. <laughs> I know. Well, I guess it's that, but then you've got to let your creative self play as well. Exactly. You need both. Yes. Yeah. And no, you're right, though. It is a bit of a push and pull in that respect because, yeah, creative self is going, yeah, let's make this thing. It sounds really good. And then, you know, more practical self is going, no, we must focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good that you have that balance in you. Most people are one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, look, it takes practice and it takes discipline and it is a bit of a pendulum. Mm-hmm. It can swing one way or the other. But even then, I mean, even just to have like creative projects outside of the business can be a really good outlet for that creativity to shine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What are your creative outlets outside of your business? Curious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I live in such a beautiful part of Australia, like we're in the rainforest and we've got beautiful, not really mountains, I guess they're peaks or hills. So Mm -hmm. spending time in nature is something that I absolutely love. We've got stunning beaches Mm -hmm. here as well. So that's kind of where I feel like my creative spark really um, opens up. And then the other thing that I love doing is macrame. Oh, fun. Yeah, do you do that as well? I don't do it. I I just have friends who do it or I I just have a few hanging, but I don't make them. (laughs) Oh, such, it's so therapeutic. They're nice though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy that too. Awesome. Let's not forget to talk about your book, Everyday Tarot, because it's amazing. And you have a book with a deck as well, right? Yes, absolutely. So the deck is obviously the the cards and it has like a little mini guidebook as to what the cards mean. And then we've also got the Everyday Tarot Mm -hmm. book, which is something that really gets into how you can include tarot in your daily life, whether it's through like uh, to help you improve your relationships, to create a more fulfilling career and work life. Um, I've included some really yummy like tarot rituals that you could do on the new moon and the full moon and Mercury retrograde and all that good stuff. Yeah. So much fun. And even things around how to use tarot to help you make decisions, remembering that tarot won't make the decision for you. And also, you know, how to manifest your goals. I think that's really juicy and powerful I love it. yeah definitely I, I know all of that our listeners are interested in and I'm interested in um can I ask what is one tarot exercise that you constantly find yourself going back to do you know what it's so simple and basic but it's so powerful and that is just a simple daily card draw so okay. it might be at the start like at the start of the day, like as soon as you wake up. So instead of grabbing your iPhone, grab your tarot mm-hmm. deck and your journal. And just, it's as simple as pulling a card and it might like your intention or question might be something like, what do I need to focus on today? Or what is my biggest mm-hmm. opportunity today? How can I fulfill my potential today? So something really positive, uplifting and mm-hmm. action oriented as well. And then you can feel into the energy of the card and say, all right, well, you know, like, where should I focus my energy today? Like, where am I going to get that biggest impact? And even, you know, if it's not the start of the day, sometimes I enjoy just doing it before I start my work day. Or sometimes, because I have a a family, like two girls Mm. who are seven and nine, so things can get a bit chaotic in the mornings. (laughs) And if you just like 
you have those moments where you, sometimes you lose focus and you just need to calm down your mind. So just pulling a card in those times can also be really helpful. So I think, I think the key there is just keep it simple and use yeah. it more as a spiritual practice and an opportunity to bring your awareness into the present moment. I love that. It's so simple. So is this something you practice every day? Are you dealing with the, your tarot deck every day? I wish I could say yes, but let's be real. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Oh, well, that's nice to know. It's real. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is the thing. Like, I think a lot of us end up like we beat ourselves up. Oh my goodness. Why haven't I done my daily card? I haven't even like touched my tarot deck for a whole week. And we end up feeling like really bad about it. But you know what? Sometimes it's a good thing because maybe we're trusting our intuition and listening to our intuition. And maybe we don't need the cards on that particular day. That said, if you're finding that you are feeling a little bit disconnected from yourself or your soul or your spirit, then just bringing in a little bit more discipline around pulling a daily card can also help. So I think it's important to listen in Mm. and see what feels right for you. And, you know, we don't have to be like these uber spiritual people (laughs) beings. (laughs) Not all the time. You know, spend 24-7 like in a meditative state. It's okay not (laughs) to do that. (laughs) Yes. So what is something that our listeners can do after this podcast today to start incorporating tarot into their lives? Because I know it's it can be very confusing for the beginner. What would you say are the first steps? Well, definitely get a tarot deck. That certainly helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, choose like choose a deck that really calls to you and resonates with you. It doesn't necessarily have to be like the most popular deck or the one that your friend raves about because you'll probably connect with it in a different way. And then just start doing this daily reading. You don't need to be an expert in tarot. You don't need to study like for years and years to be able to start reading the cards. Of course, like learning tarot is a lifelong journey. You'll discover so many new things about it, you know, over the years that you work with your cards. But just know that on that first day that you get your deck, you can start using it straight Mm -hmm. away. There's great resources. Obviously, there's the Biddy Tarot website and we've got all of the tarot card meanings on there. You probably get like a little book that goes along with your tarot deck that will help you. And of course, your intuition is going to start to connect with your cards and bring up messages that are important to you. So I think it's important just to get started, get familiar with your deck and start with that daily card. And again, don't get too hung up about like, have Mm -hmm. I got the right meaning? Think more about, is this helping me to understand who I am? Is this helping me to have Mm -hmm. a better life, you know, a more conscious life? Because that's where the value is, not about whether you're getting it right or not. I love that. So I forgot to ask you at the beginning, but I was wondering, could we do a collaborative reading? Ooh. Is this something you're comfortable with doing? Yes. <laughs> I know. I should have asked you earlier. I forgot. No, it's good. I've got, I'm just looking around on my desk, but luckily I've got about four decks on my desk right now. So we're all good to go. <laughs> Perfect. As expected. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I have no idea what that even is, but I just know that you do that. So can you talk me through it? Explain it to our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's just draw a card. And, you know, given that people are probably listening to this at different times, maybe this is like our collective card for the day. Okay. So as you're thinking about your day ahead or, you know, if it's late at night, think about the day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the neat thing the neat thing with tarot is it's not so – like it can 
indicate what's happening to you on a personal level, but it also is like a spiritual lesson uh, in a way. And each card has its own value. So I think let's treat it in that way and we'll see what comes up. So I'm just shuffling here as I'm thinking about that. All right. Neat. Okay. So this might be quite appropriate. (laughs) So I've got, I've got the King of Pentacles here. Now this guy, he's sitting on his throne. He's holding a coin in his hand and I've just been using the everyday tarot deck. Mm -hmm. So he's surrounded by all these beautiful grapes that are hanging down. And this is a card of like abundance, particularly as it relates to work, career, finance, and Mm. business. So, you know, whether you're in a a regular, you know, job or you're running your own business, the invitation of this card is to really own what you are doing right now, particularly in that work and finance space. So be the king of your own domain. And that means, you know, having confidence, um, being in control, taking responsibility and accountability for your career and your finances and seeing yourself as a true leader. So I think that these are things that you can now bring into your day ahead and, you know, really embody the energy of the King of Pentacles because he clearly has a special uh, message for you. So I hope that is helpful. And I think it's a really lovely card to have particularly if you are in business or thinking about work and career. Yeah. I When you were saying that, I'm like, that sounds perfect for me. That's like a good card to come up for someone, for an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And yeah, it's just owning it. It's really owning it that mm-hmm. you are the leader of your business or, you know, if you are in a regular job as well, that you are like you're in this role, like you have a role to play and you have a contribution to make. So really own that. And the other thing that I'd recommend is like, just jump online, look for King of Pentacles, do an image search and find an image of the King of Pentacles that, you know, resonates for you. And maybe you can put it as a background on your phone or put it near you when you're working and just really feel into the energy of that card and say, right, like, how can I tap into this king? How can I become this king? Because those visual elements as well really elicit a new state of mind, which is really neat. Mm. Thank you so much, Bridget. That was so much fun. (laughs) And I appreciate you doing that on a whim without expecting it. Lastly, I want to do some rapid fire questions. So just answer whatever's off the top of your mind. Yeah. Okay. What does your dream life look like? Oh, it looks like just chilling out, spending time in nature, being at the beach, enjoying my family and also doing a bit of work because I do love work, but only probably like, you know, 15, 20 hours a week would be good. Oh, that's my ideal too. (laughs) Yeah. What is one book or resource you recommend to everybody? Oh, do you know, I really enjoyed the book, The Big Leap. I think that's by Gay Hendricks. Have you read that one? I haven't. I've heard of it. Yeah. So it talks about how you can find your zone of genius, like the things that you do really, really well that, you know, you can have the biggest impact with. And it also talks about how we can self-sabotage and we Mm. get to an upper limit problem when we're just about to experience a new level of success. So I find Mm. that's a really good book to read if you're feeling like you're just on the verge of something new. And if you're feeling any resistance to that, it's a good book to read. 
Oh, yeah. Don't they say it's always like the the biggest struggle is right before the breakthrough? Oh, yes. Something like that. And isn't, it's yeah. crazy what we do to ourselves, isn't it? As soon as like you can I taste know. success. Like you like, want to give up, but yeah. it's, yeah, you're so close. Yeah. <laughs> so what is one habit or activity that has changed your life? Oh, definitely the tarot. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. you know, just even like, again, with the daily card, I think just having those, you know, five minutes to check in, and say, where am I at and how can I fulfill my potential? Like just, it's so mm-hmm. simple and it has such a big result and big impact. And, you know, whether, again, whether it's with the tarot cards or if it's just a quick like journaling or a quick meditation, five minutes a day just to check in with where you're at. It's so, so powerful. Yeah, totally. What is the best life or career advice you've ever gotten? Oh, do you know, I think it's like, just do it. Like, just get on with it. <laughs> so instead of like, <laughs> yeah, instead of, you know, stalling or worrying or being in that state of fear about what might happen, like, just do it. And then you'll find out if that was a good thing to do or not. Right. Yeah. Um, we've got like we have to experience it before we know if it's oh, if it's yeah. a good thing or not. And I've certainly applied that throughout my career. It's just do it. I agree. Yeah. And finish the sentence. The most amazing part about life is oh that we can know and trust ourselves. Ooh, that's beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much, Bridget. This was amazing, and I'm definitely interested in learning more about tarot. And your website is an amazing resource. Tell the listeners where they can find you online. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me over at biddytarot.com, and we've got all of the tarot card meanings. We've got great resources to help you get started with learning tarot. Um, or continue your journey with tarot. And then to find out more about the Everyday Tarot book, you can go to everydaytarot.com and there's links there to places like Amazon, Barnes and Noble and so on. And of course, you'll find the book and deck wherever good books and tarot decks are sold. (laughs) Amazing. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. I think that's huge. I I love it that you're able to say, find my book wherever you can find books. (laughs) I know. I tell you what, like... Find my deck wherever. (laughs) I love that. We walked into um, Barnes and Noble in New York uh, on the day that it was launched. And I can tell you, it was so exciting just to see the physical copy of that book in a store like Barnes and Noble and just it thrills me to bits yeah (laughs) that's so cool and to see tarot coming out in you know mainstream stores it's it's awesome yeah yes definitely congrats on everything that you're doing and I wish you the best thank you so much again all right thank you That was actually so much fun. I hope you guys liked listening to that conversation and her card reading for us. I loved Bridget's energy and you can tell that she is both creative and spiritual, but also a really great businesswoman. Like her mind has both of those sides, which I think is really cool. I can see why she's so successful with Biddy Tarot because she has a great balance of everything that you need. So some of the key takeaways I got from our conversation, I actually liked when she admitted that she doesn't pick up her tarot card daily or stick to a daily ritual because you know what life happens even when we advocate things like daily journaling and meditation even me I don't do that stuff every single day I wish I did ideally in a perfect world I would have you know the full morning routine self-care routine like clean my house every day I don't know have the time to do all of that and finish your work 
But in reality, you know, life is a balancing act. You don't get those things done. So it was really refreshing to hear her say that and admit that, you know, sometimes she doesn't and she doesn't feel guilty for not sticking to those practices daily because if you feel like you need it, then do it. But if you don't feel like you need it, then don't feel obligated to stick to the routine if it doesn't really work for you. I also like that she defied the mysticism behind tarot. Like it's not all about magic. Yes, there are magical, esoteric, spiritual parts of it, but it also is a tool to see a reflection of yourself. So you're really getting to know yourself through your intuition because your intuition knows best. Like if you look at a card, you can interpret it best for your own life. That's what I think because you have all the answers deep down within you. Sometimes you just need some inspiration. You just need someone to tell you where to look, what area to look at. And I think that's what the tarot cards do. They kind of give you a spark of an idea, a little inspiration to guide you to the direction that you should pay attention to. So that was really cool and it seems actually very practical. The fact that Bridget uses tarot to decide to make business decisions, that was interesting and I think that's something that I might start trying. You know, I'm gonna get a new tarot deck sent to me soon, so we'll see how that goes. But I mean, it doesn't hurt, right? So at the end of this, I'm excited to explore more about tarot as a tool to guide me spiritually in my path. So I'll keep you guys updated with that. But definitely let me know what you think about this topic, what you thought about our interview in the Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group. So let's continue the conversation there. Love you guys so much. Bye. Alright, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Next, make sure you check out the 2019 Artist of Life workbook and the Daily Planner by Lavender on my website, lavender.com shop. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye!